0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to another very special edition of the Evan Roberts podcast. Today is the NFL football predictions podcast, and I'm very excited to be joined by a guy that you probably listen to every single night. He is the most talented guy on Mad Dog Radio. On Sirius XM Radio. He's also one of my dearest friends. He is, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together, for Patrick Maher, the host of The Rap Bro, that, that is an impressive intro. Well, wow. I mean, it's the truth. You know, I love Doggy. We obviously have a
1: long history with Doggy. Legend. I think it's safe to say you carry that station. Yeah, I sat in for Doggy today. Good you know, job out of you. People do not like when Dog's out. So anytime somebody sits in that seat, it's it's unenviable does, to say the least. Does dog take as much vacation as his former partner? You you kidding me? <laughs> Homeboy takes a summer off. You know what's funny about that is the first time I filled in for him, and you'll love this because you know him and your listeners do too. But the first time I filled in for him, I come on and I say, you know, what an honor, honestly, because when I moved, you and I have known each other since like oh four, okay. Been best friends since then. And when I moved to New York, I started listening to Mike and the Mad Dog. And I loved it. I'm like, what is this? Because I had my own in Detroit, Stoney and Wojo that I grew up on. But this this felt special. This was awesome. So, you know, fast forward, what is it, 15 years later, I, I fill in for him. And I start the show and I say, hey, listen, this is quite an honor. Honestly, such a privilege to be sitting in for him. He calls Steve Torrey, who runs Mad Dog Sports Radio, he says, "What? what, what is with this guy? like paying, <laughs> paying homage to me, like sitting there talking about how great I am, but you know the way dog is He loves bro. it if he, if, if he has a guest on that doesn't recognize him, you know say, "Oh, I listen to the show or I'm into you," or whatever it is." he kind of he kind of gets sad. I sit there and jock him, and he's like, uh, too much love, too much homage <laughs> that that is that right there is dog." He loved it. Who's he kidding? He said, Tell me more. Tell me how bad I have that back. See, now today. you're doing. Yeah. See, see, what are you doing, bro? You doing Everybody does a dog impression. But that's not a dog impression. Like what, what is I'm. That?
0: It, what it is is it's a. It's an impression of everyone else doing dog impressions. You see. I. Right. I don't have a dog impression. Just like. My imitation of Francesa is an imitation of Greg Giannotti do imitating Mike Francesa.
1: You remember the time we sat at... What, what was the name of the bar right there in Queens? Broadway Station. Oh, yeah. And he, Giannotti, who's blown up into a superstar now. Sure. He was your producer at the time. Yeah. And you and I sat there. You were drinking a little Blue Moons with the orange. <laughs> you and I sat there and made G just do impression after impression.
0: Well, I you know, I... I guess I could say more of this on a podcast than on, you know, WFAN, because you got to be at least somewhat, uh, you can't be too risque. I understand. But the best thing G ever did was, it was uh, we all went to L.A. Me, Beningo, and Giannotti went to L.A. for a Mets-Dodgers series. And the Mets lost a brutal game. I mean, just as brutal as you can imagine. Ryan Church missed third base, okay, after Angel Pagan hit what looked to be a game-winning double, and the Mets ended up losing the game, and I was so pissed off. And I still get pissed off about -uh. that games. Yeah, I know. Stunning, right? (laughs) I would not speak. That's how upset I was. And G turned it around because he not only did a Francesa imitation, he did a... Porn Francesca imitation. <laughs> he did an imitation of if Mike was doing adult entertainment. Right. And it was, I mean, it, it, it got me out of my funk. It was stellar. Was, oh, it was beyond stellar. So here's what we're going to do. All right. For the last five years, and, and one thing Patrick knows, and I think a lot of the listeners know, but maybe not fully, is I'm kind of obsessed with things. And by obsessed, it means when I make predictions for every sport, I write it down meticulously. I want to hold myself accountable to my opinions, whether they're right, they're wrong. Not that anybody cares. Not that I even care. I mean, what, what do I get if I'm right?
1: I don't you're get obsessive anything. compulsive. Yes. What is it? OCD? You, you, no, you're, you're fastidious. You know what that means? Here's what you are. But when when Evan used to live in his old apartment before he found his lovely wife and had his son, before he became the man he is today, I used to go into his library room. And he's a a voracious reader. The presidents, it's a whole thing. Oh, yeah. But then over here in this, like, section, I was like, one day I was like, what's this, bro? And he pulled out. Remember, you had... Chronologically, all of your scorecards. Yes. And then one day, I don't know if it was a trapper keeper, like you were going to the third grade or whatever <laughs> it was, you pull out this thing and it's all handwritten. And you wrote down every division and you wrote down every record and it had nothing to do with your job. It had nothing to do with anything. <laughs> you were just keeping yourself accountable for no reason. at all. I, I like to be held accountable,
0: you know, by, I, who? There was by, nobody my, there. by myself, you know what I mean? Like, I'd like to know that because I think it's fun at the beginning of a sports season to just make predictions, because the reason we love this stupid thing called sports is that it's unpredictable. You have no idea. So I like to at least try, you know, by, by doing a little bit of studying beyond the, the sports love that I have to just see how accurate I could be. A year ago, I don't even remember who I picked for the Super Bowl. The one thing I've done constantly, and I'm going to give this away, spoiler alert, all right? For the last five years, I picked the Patriots to win the AFC. And you Shocker. could say, Yo, but, but you know what, bro? You could say I'm taking the easy way out. I say, no, no, no. They are, the rest of the AFC is Bill Belichick's bitches, okay? That's the reality of it. He owns this conference, and maybe there'll be a fluky year where they lose an AFC championship game, but the odds are they're going to win their crappy division, they're going to get a first-round buy, they have the ageless Tom Brady, who I just want to punch in the face. I mean, he's just so good it annoys me. And so that's the one constant. And then the challenge is filling out the rest of the holes. So can we start
1: there? Can we start in my Yeah, division? but can I just say one thing quickly? Yes. For those that think, you know, and, and you've become, Evan, a little famous for sitting at the Mets games by yourself taking score. Now you bring Sylvia and Jet. But one thing that people don't realize, we used to go up to your parents' cottage up in Kopek. You created your own template for a football scorecard. That's right. That's right. I worked and hard you, on that. Yeah. It was uh, uneven lines that <laughs> were <would> go <down. laughs> Yeah. Okay. Let's start there because I actually got in a little trouble because there's a rush to bury the Pats. I mean, this has been a 15-year dynasty, right? But this year does feel if, – if I specifically just say to you, is this team better than the team we saw in February? It's not. Doesn't even matter. Close. Doesn't matter. Oh, but that's that's just what that's just what people say about life. Like, oh, just continue things because that's the way they. No, work. no, no, no. Having no, an no, independent no, no, thought. No no, no,
0: no, 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 no. This is an independent thought. Here's the bottom line. I think the Buffalo Bills are going to be god awful this year. Their offensive line is worst garbage. Team in football. They, okay, so there you go. So let's start right there at the bottom. I think they're going four and twelve. All right. All right. So and, you have the Bills four and twelve. Yeah. I think they're garbage, and I think that starting Nate Peterman is probably a good idea just so the rookie, Josh Allen, doesn't get killed. I mean, we saw in that preseason game, I think it was preseason game number three, the poor bastard got sacked five times in the first quarter. He was running for his life, and you know this because let me give Patrick a great compliment. Oh, he boy. He's my go-to guy with college football because I'm much more casual when it comes to college football, as in... Uh, I need to have some life with my family, and I can't spend all day Saturday watching it. I understand. So I always go to you, and I-, I trust you. Would you agree that Josh Allen, coming out of Wyoming, is probably the least prepared of the big four quarterbacks to be a starter in this I'll league? I'll give
1: you a comp that makes sense for you. Go. When the Jets, which I think Ryan Leaf, Akili Smith, you can say whatever you want. When the Jets use a second rounder, okay? Okay. A second rounder on Christian Hackenberg. I think I just wrote you a billion laughing emojis. If you knew anything about Christian Hackenberg, size, arm strength, whatever, the comp to Josh Allen to me would be Hackenberg. Looks great on paper, cannot complete a pass. So yes, to your question, I think he is the most ill-prepared coming into this season. So we...
0: We both agree the bills are garbage. Yeah,
1: yeah. And the guys in Vegas, you know, I always talk to the guys in Vegas on my show. They like literally before, as soon as the numbers were posted for season win totals, they all just texted me immediately, get as much money as you can get together and go under six wins. I think it was six at the time. Right. Uh, six and a half, actually, maybe Buffalo. Go under that. It's not, it's not going to come close. So under that would be four. I think four is fair. I okay. think three or four would be fair for Buffalo. Now, would you agree that the Miami Dolphins, while better, are not very good either? Yeah, I think see Miami's a little intriguing to me Miami's interesting to me obviously there was an issue with Jarvis Landry and Gase Gase has done something very interesting with Miami which is it's almost a Patriot like way where he's trying to create a culture right uh, and he's a hard ass you can tell he's a red ass by the way he stands on the sideline and he he's a he's a brilliant offensive mind. I think he's trying to find his way as a coach. Obviously, the roster is depleted. But again, we'll talk about this, bro, with every single team. It really just comes down to the health and how Tannehill bounces back. But yeah, I mean, I think Miami's not going to be very good, but I think they're better than Buffalo.
0: I think Well, I think they're better than Buffalo, and I think that, look, we'll see what Tannehill is coming off this injury. They have, in my opinion, the worst and or unsexiest quarterback situation in the NFL because every team... Whether they have their franchise quarterback or think they have their franchise quarterback. I agree. I agree. The Dolphins are stuck with Ryan Tannehill, and look who's backing him up Brock Osweiler, Bryce Petty, David. F- I don't even know who the backup quarterback is. Like, there's
1: a, brep, there's a brep, there's, there's a breadth. There's a talent. Listen, on the planet, there's eight guys that do this really, really well. On the planet, there's eight guys that play the position very well. But there are 32 teams right now that say, we're comfortable with our starter. You know what I mean, bro? Like, right. it's not. Like, but the depth in the league is horrific, but there are 32 teams like Miami has convinced themselves if it was Tannehill last year and not Cutler, they would have been fine. So coming into the year, I think I think Miami does feel comfortable with Tannehill. Well, I'll tell you this. I think I don't think he's any good. I have mean, to be honest. I think the jury is a little just, bit better than you're giving him credit.
0: What for. is he? I mean, what is he? He's an average at best quarterback in this league who's coming off a major, major injury. I think the one thing the Dolphins have going for them, and this will show you I've examined this carefully, is I like the start to their schedule. I don't think the Titans are going to be that good. They open with them. My Jets will get to in a second. They do have a chance to actually start the year solidly. But I just think on defense, they're old in spots. Cam Wake, who
1: can get to the quarterback, is how old now?
0: Yeah. 34, 35 years old.
1: No, I don't think they're good at any level. But so you gave four to Buffalo. So where are you going? Miami. Five. Literally five All wins. Right. I mean, the East stinks. That's why when I get, I mean, I'm on. A, I That's say, the point. I understand. I'm just saying. What eventually, are you saying? This Patriot thing is going to implode. When? Possibly Not this year. Get, yeah. So that brings us to the most important team. My team? Yeah. I think they're going seven and nine. And I'm going to tell you exactly how they're going to get there.
0: Okay. It's going to be somewhat similar to last year. If you remember last year, I thought, honestly, I thought the Jets were going 1-15 last year. I thought they were going to be god-awful, and I was dead wrong. And they got off to a good start. They actually had a chance to beat the New England Patriots before that brutal call with Austin Safarian Jenkins. And then it crumbled after the Buffalo game. They won this great game against the Bills. Everybody's dancing on a Thursday night. I could kind of see when you look at the makeup of this. They dominated
1: the Bills in that game.
0: They killed them. The defense is dancing. Everybody's having a good time. And I think defensively, they have a chance to take that step to the next level. They're secondary. They've already nicknamed themselves. They call themselves New Jack City. But I love the safeties. I love Jamal Adams. I love Marcus May. They went out and added a big time cornerback. They spent a lot of money on it. They don't have a pass rusher. Uh, that's why they're going to dream about Khalil Mack. They McLean. have no pass rush. No. And they haven't had one since John Abraham, and that's a long
1: time ago. I think they're going to be a 7 9 team. Okay, but, but back up just a little yes. bit because this is what fascinates me about the Jets fans, and you are the big. You have the son named Jet, but don't worry, it has nothing to do with that. Nothing to do y- with it. You so I'm texting you last season because many people are lauding Bulls. Okay. Because you just admitted, you thought one, one or two win team. I mean, Vegas, I think had the total set at four last year. Right. So they overachieved. So I'm texting you throughout the year and I'm saying, you know, the one thing this team does is play hard for Bulls, And, Every single time, bro, you wrote me back and were like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. This guy is not a very good I don't good think coach. he's a very good coach. Can you help me understand Bulls? Why not? Well, I mean, where do you want to start? Is I it just game management? Like, for me, Caldwell, I'm a Detroit Lions fan for people that don't. And so Caldwell, even if he was winning 10 games, I would replace him at halftime. Um... Where do you want me to start on why Todd Bowles isn't a very good coach? First of all, you want to go back to the beginning. You want to go back to that first
0: year in which they should have made the postseason and they play in week 17 in Buffalo and they lose that game. You want to start there because okay. that was a winnable game. And I think their game plan was awful. You want to look at last year when they start the year three and two and then they just crumble down the stretch and they looked completely unprepared. Yeah, but
1: you can say three and two was that that's because of I mean, that is credit to Bowles. That they won three games? Yeah, that they started three Fine, let's
0: go nuts. They won three games. Let's give the coach some credit. I go with the lack of accountability he gave from Muhammad Wilkerson, who shows up late numerous times to meetings, and he actually says, well, sometimes the alarm clock doesn't go off. Where's the accountability there? That's one thing from Todd Bowles. Another thing is the conservative play calling, the playing to not lose strategy that he has. There have been so many examples of it. He coaches afraid. His clock management is awful. I mean, there's a lot of things that the penalties last year. Oh, my God. They were penalized every five seconds. It's continued even in the preseason. And I guess I'll ask you this. Look at the win totals from this Jet team since Todd Bowles has been here.
1: Am I supposed to be impressed? I think seven is grasping. I don't know how you're going to run though. See, I'd say Darnold's a separate discussion, and if you want to have it, we can. But I think I have no clue how you're going to run the football, which obviously would help. Pro Well and Bilal Powell, what's the Uh, problem? Yeah, I mean that offensive line is putrid.
0: I don't think here's what I'd say about this offensive line. I think that and they haven't been healthy this uh, preseason. I think that their offensive line is not great, but if you compare it to a lot of other garbage offensive lines in the NFL, I don't think it's the worst. And I actually do think they'll be able to run the football. I thought signing Crowell was a really key. I like move. Crowell. I
1: like Crowell. Yeah, and I think Bilal Powell is a little underrated. And he's thirty, so he's thirty. He doesn't have actually, that he? much. He doesn't have that much mileage on him either, though. So wait. So you're, so you're regardless of starter, whether it's McCown or Darnold, you have this team winning seven games. I think they can win 7 games and I think they're helped out by the fact that I think the Bills
0: and the Dolphins are worse. And that's okay. that's what leads the roads to the Patriots. Why it's not, you know, just an easy lazy pick. It's the reality this division and it's been bad for a while, let's be fair. And I think that's helped the Patriots. It doesn't mean it's made the Patriots, but it's helped the Patriots. They are, despite all the questions they have. Right, no Edelman for the first four games. Can Gronk actually stay
1: healthy? Deion Lewis, Malcolm Butler, Amendola, yeah. Edelman suspended sure. four. Deep sure. threat gone. With Offensive Cooks. line, sure. Left tackle gone. Yep. Rookie guard gone. Yep. Malcolm Butler gone. Yeah. Kenny Britt retires. Yeah. Or excuse me, Kenny Britt cut, and then yeah. you know Decker retires. I mean, it's ugly. Sure. Yeah, they're still better than those three other teams, and you can't tell me with this no, 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 no. no. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue that.
0: Well, that, and that's why. But that's the thing. The division you're in. Think about it. You're playing six games against the teams in your division. Yeah, so, so they go five and one in the division. Oh, I mean, that's uh, probably a lot. six and zero. Oh, so they got to no, give them one loss. Okay, fine.
1: So what do they have to do to get to the number I have them at, which is twelve wins? They don't have to do all that much. So Vegas set them to start at 11 and a half. It's been bet down to 11. So you're automatically going. Pat's over 11. I am. And I want to throw in this caveat, OK,
0: because this happens all the time and it's so predictable. So here's what's going to happen. And you're going to fall victim to it. I can tell right now because oh you want to. Oh they start the season against the Texans. OK, they continue against Jacksonville. I can totally see against two, you know, quality teams. I mean, the Jaguars are in the AFC title game last year. Jalen Ramsey's running his mat every five seconds. The Texans are incredibly talented as long as they're healthy. I can totally see the Patriots getting off to a bad start and people starting to, ah, this is it. This is the end of the Patriots. Here we go. They're turning on Belichick. I've seen this song and dance so many freaking times. Wake me up in January. They're going to win 12 games. Who knew you were such a fan? A fan of what? The Patriots. I, I hate them, bro. From a sports standpoint, I hate them. Using I, the
1: word hate is strong, but from a sports standpoint, you hate the Patriots. You, well, that's why I quickly fixed it by saying sports You're hate. mature now. You've that, wisened
0: up. Absolutely. There are things I hate. I hate uh, you know, terrorists, obviously. Famine. Famine, yes. Rape. I, <laughs> of course. Right. right. I don't hate the Patriots in a sense of hate. I hate it from a sports sense. And here's the analogy I use about them. There was a TV show I used to watch, Homeland. All right, you ever watch Homeland? Watched, I watched the first season, then it got awful. Oh, I agree with you. And one of the reasons I stopped watching Homeland is it was depressing. At the end of every episode, you felt like the bad guy always won, and the bad guy always had a leg up. That's the Patriots, okay? <laughs> That's not bad. I like that. It's true because every time you think, great, they lost to the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Big deal. They still won the AFC championship. They're going to win 12 games, bro. I'm telling you. It's you know not because I want it.
1: You know what the projection? I'm looking at one of these wise guy projections for the Pats to win their division. Yeah. 95%. Oh, It should be 99%. 2% Jets, 2% Miami, and about 1-8 well, for let Buffalo. me. A- let me ask you this, all right? If you really think it's going to blow up for the Patriots, define it
0: for me as far as what the result is. Is somebody in this division capable of stepping up and winning?
1: How many games do the Patriots win in your blow-up scheme thing? I think they win 10 games. And And they win the division. Yeah, and I think they went... See, this, this this thing was short-sighted. It was misguided on my part. I was getting cocky. I wanted to get out in front of this whole time. <laughs> you know, sometimes we stand on pride in this dumb industry. I wanted to get out in front of it and feel like, but you know what? I realize I'm trying to be too cute because once I analyzed the division a little bit more, I'm like, well, this is ridiculous because honestly, those three teams, that's all time bad. Absolutely. Now, here's where I this hold out year. hope. Absolutely. Next year... My football team could be could, yeah, be could be
0: very good. They could because they have so much cap room. They have the ability to add impact players, to add that pass rush that they need, that if they can get the development from this defense, if they can get the development from the rookie coach, if Robbie Anderson can keep his head on straight, they have a chance to take that next step in 2019. And you know what? A year from now, if we're both still gainfully employed, we can go back we can make up predictions again on a podcast, and maybe I'm going to have the balls to say, "Hey, the Jets are going to win the division. It's the end of the Patriots." But for now, how can you say I'm wrong that they're winning 12 games? You say they win 10. You already admitted <laughs> they go five and one in their division, so that means they would need to go five and five against everybody else, which isn't State. crazy. It's kind of crazy.
1: Oh, I'd have to look, look, examine a little bit more of their schedule. Okay, so you go east. You go. Uh, you got a 12 win. New England team. You've got a seven-win Jet team. You've got a five-win or four-win Miami team. That's no, right. In the, and then you've got a four-win Buffalo team. That's right.
0: Okay. You want to go to the AFC North? Yeah, let's go. This one this one really killed me.
1: Okay, this one
0: really this kept me up at night the other night because I want to pick the Cincinnati Bengals. I do. I do. Because the one thing about the Cincinnati Bengals, and I've defended Marvin Lewis for a very long time, and a part of why I've defended Marvin Lewis is that We forget that when he took over that franchise, they were winning three, four games a year, right? He gets there. In the third year, they win 11 games. They're in the playoffs. And he had a run in which they made the postseason five straight years. The Cincinnati Bengals were in the playoffs five straight seasons, and I don't think he gets enough credit for that. With that said, they've had two bad years in a row. Andy Dalton has certainly not looked like the guy he was three, four years ago. Joe Mixon, who was supposed to be really good last year, wasn't very good. They're crazy on defense. They had a bunch of wackos who get suspended all the time. Perfect being the number one guy. But this was the time to replace Marvin, I admit. You know, two losing seasons in a row was the time. I think they're a talented team, and I was trying to rationalize how I can get them back to that 12-win plateau they were at a few years ago. I just couldn't talk myself into it because of how good the Raven defense is and because of how talented the Steelers are. So I ended up picking them to win nine games and finish in third. I got the Steelers winning the division with 11 games, uh, winning 11 games. Uh, The talent of those three guys, Le'Veon Bell, I don't care if he's not
1: showing up. It doesn't matter. We saw this last year. No, it matters. Did it matter last last year? year? Caught 80 balls last year. Okay, I mean, okay, but can I go back to your Cincinnati prediction? Yeah, go ahead. Because what's interesting about them, he, you know, I believe he's entering his 16th season as head coach. The Browns don't care, though. that they're, they're about saving money. They're loyal, whatever. The Bengals. It's, yeah. It, it, oh, I'm sorry. Me. The no, Browns. The Brown no, you're right. I apologize. And, and to be fair, I mean, it's just a completely differently run organization. They're just odd. But... Seven win team last year coming into last year. Everybody had them going to the like that was the team last year. And, you know, honestly, with Mixon now carrying the bulk and John Ross and Bernard catching the ball out of the backfield. And I, I really if well, LaFell's not a bad number, two. And uh, if they can stay healthy, I really like their defense. Now, I think Eifert's OK, right? He missed a ton Supposedly of time last he's year. He's going to be healthy. We'll see. The, to me, they're ridiculously talented. But it comes back to what you just said. I have a hard time believing Pittsburgh. Now, I'm not a huge Tomlin guy. But I have a hard time, and we can maybe have this conversation later as far as Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown's on some trajectory that is just off the charts. Crazy. And Le'Veon Bell. So they have three Hall of Famers, literally, Roethlisberger, Bell, and Brown. I have a hard time. If there were a team, it's not Baltimore, obviously it's not Cleveland. If there were a team to challenge in the North, I would absolutely say Cincinnati this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the Ravens can be there too because of their defense. Their offense leaves a lot to be decided. I don't know if Joe Flacco is all of a sudden going to have a big year just because they drafted Lamar Jackson. But here's what would worry me about the Steelers when I was trying to talk myself into not picking them to win the division is that when they lost Ryan Shazier, which was awful. I mean, everybody was felt awful watching it. That defense, bro, wasn't the same. I mean, it just wasn't. And and you saw it in the postseason against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Keep in mind, they gave up. They gave up 45 points to the Jacksonville Jaguars in the postseason. I think a little bit of that was some offensive miscues. But nevertheless, still, it was not a great defensive effort. So I wonder defensively if they're going to be good enough because that Shazier injury is a big blow. Meanwhile, the Ravens Ravens have a big-time defense. The problem is, can they score enough points? And that's where I hesitate. I mean, their number one receiver right now is
1: who John Brown? I mean, I'm very skeptical about them offensively. Yeah, they completely remade the they completely remade the receiving core. I don't even know if my man's going to make the team. I, why, why is his name slipping my mind? The number one pick a couple of years ago out of Central Florida. Why, why is this name slipping my mind now? I, I don't even know what you're talking about. I yeah, you do. do the I? speedster I, I, again. They Baltimore as far as yards per attempt. I mean, that is. What Flacco's become with such an arm and remember the one of the most one of the most famous passes at mile high from Flacco to Jacoby Jones. The idea that he's now become a check down guy. I've never been a morning wedge guy as far as his offense is concerned. They don't push the ball. They don't stretch the ball down the field. I'm not a big Baltimore guy. It will be interesting to see what happens with Lamar Jackson and how they decide to use him. Uh, But their defense is ridiculous. Their defense is Alabama, basically. That's that's how they can compete.
0: That's how I think. That's why I think it's going to be a close race. I have Pittsburgh winning 11, Baltimore winning 10, Cincinnati winning 9, mainly because I think they will all beat up on the Browns. I don't buy the Browns. Everybody wants to think that they have this big turnaround coming. But as long as Hugh Jackson is there as head coach, I don't think they're turning anything around. They certainly have a lot more talent. I'll give them that. But and I don't want to be blinded by what we've seen on HBO. And it's not just that. It's not just Hard Knocks. It's the resume. I mean... I get they've been bad, dude. To be one in thirty-one over the last two years no. is a special kind of
1: bad. Don't you see? But we've seen why while watching Hard Knocks. Yeah, I think uh, Brashad Perryman, by the way, Perryman. Is oh, that's who you're that. thinking of. Yeah. Okay. So now go back to the Browns. I said this the other day. I think he's worthy. He being Baker is worthy of a number one overall pick if he goes into a McVeigh or Shanahan or a Lincoln Riley system. When I watch Hard Knocks, Hugh Jackson. Seems like a really kind dude. He is the least inspiring person of all time I in the know. sense that he asks. He says, you're going to respect me, but people don't respect him, if that makes sense. I just think Williams is a psychopath on defense. Haley is a freaking off the hinge on offense. And I just don't like the vibe of that team. I think the talent is really good. Remember, what they did, the Browns, in the last year of Sha- Shashi Brown and that type of thing, they built that offensive lineup. Now, they lose Joe Thomas, but they have a pretty nice offensive line. And they have a ton of young talent on defense and they added skill position offensively. I just don't know. Again, you just mentioned one win in two seasons is almost unfathomable. uh, And I just don't know how quickly that turns around. It's going to be tough. I think they could. Honestly, I think they could win seven or eight games just based on talent alone. Yeah, They're three running backs. But the Carlos ball- Hyde is—I mean, they have running. They they have the ability to score and move the ball and stop the ball. I just don't believe in Hugh Jackson. I don't believe in Hugh Jackson. If you look at the Cleveland Browns schedule, all right.
0: If you analyze, and I know it's tough to do that with schedules. You know, win loss, win loss. Like Mike and Chris used to do.
1: By the way, is that dog? Is everything okay with Dudley? Oh, you hear him in the background? Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, he's freaking out. It sounds like he's sitting on your lap. He's. freaking <laughs> oh crap This is the this is the beauty bro He's of podcasting
0: I know I know He's upset with me He was good for a while And all of a sudden I think he hears us talking And he's That's jealous okay We'll get through it Anyhow let me just say this The Browns
1: open up With the Steelers And their second game Is in New Orleans Yeah okay? it's ugly
0: They're rolling too
1: yeah, right and out of you, the know what, you know what's interesting about the quarterback situation? Hugh's coaching for his job. So Tyrod Taylor, who's a savvy vet, he's not going to turn the ball over. And they don't have a bye week until week 11. Yeah. So how Baker, you know, he's going to play. Does he play eight games? Does he play half the season? Whatever. He's going to play. It's just a matter of when. It's inter- It'll be interesting to see a guy that's coaching for his job, how he handles the rookie. Because he can't wait to get to the podium and say, Baker is not ready.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Uh, let's go to the AFC South. Which is crazy. I love this one.
1: Well, you're going to think I'm nuts. You ready for this?
0: hmm Outside of the Patriots, I have this division being the biggest landslide in the National Football League. Okay,
1: yeah. let me guess then.
0: Go ahead. It's just Houston. It is Houston because I'm going all in that they're going to be healthy. Because if this quarterback, Deshaun Watson, is healthy, and there's risk there because, I mean, the guys had... Two ACL injuries. Not yeah, one. He two. was he was otherworldly when he was playing last year. He was. And you now give one of the best wide receivers in the National Football League, an actual quarterback, to throw him the football. I think you could
1: argue the second best receiver in football.
0: DeAndre Hopkins is? Yeah, I, mean, I think
1: you can say Antonio Brown Hopkins. Beckham, Jr., Jones. you can Those four, and then there's a big divide. Yeah. I think you can say Hopkins because he's had Phil Savage. He's had, I mean, literally. Tom Savage, yeah. Phil he Savage. She could have
0: Phil Savage. He could. I had. mean,
1: TJ Yates and Keenum before he was Keenum and Brian Hoyer and Ryan Mallett and on and on. He's had nobody throwing him the ball. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean,
0: it's so appealing to think about the
1: kind of numbers he can have for a full season if
0: Deshaun Watson is healthy. I think the problem is. You're taking a leap of faith, and I'm taking a leap of faith that they are going to be healthy, and I don't know if J.J. Watt is ever going to be the guy he
1: was a few years ago. I don't think he needs to be with Clowney and Merciless, and they really, that's a good defense. I don't think he needs to be 100% J.J., but if he's 90% J.J., that's ridiculous. And remember, they added one of the the players I love to watch, the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew. Absolutely. They
0: added him, so I, I think, and I'm taking a gamble here, they're going to be healthy, and if they're healthy, I think they may be the number one contender this season to knock off the Patriots. Well, I, I
1: put a futures bet 11 to 1 they win the AFC. It's not, I mean, it's not terrible. It's not terrible because if you're not going to go all in
0: on the Patriots every year and you're going to think that someone's going to knock them off, why not the Texans? The one thing I was confident about last year was that we weren't going to get a Patriots Steel or AFC title game. It just felt too obvious, especially when Tomlin opened his mouth and basically said it was going to happen. That leads me to Jacksonville, bro. I think they're taking a big step back
1: this year. I agree. I think the defense is stacked. Here's the thing. Losing Allen Robinson and now Marquis Lee. Marquis Lee is a really good receiver, but he's a great blocker. And they're going to completely rely on that run game because they don't trust Bortles, obviously. They showed that in the playoffs. And I think Jacksonville, defensively, they're going to be ridiculous. We know this. But I do think they take a step back.
0: And the other question I have is, does Marcus Mariota take a step forward this year? Or is this what he really is? Because he didn't have a great year last year. I know they were in the playoffs. He didn't have a great year, and we're going to see if this Corey Davis, who was so highly regarded coming out of college, is actually going to be a legitimate star in this league. And I'm kind of taking the gamble that... Mariota is not going to blossom into that elite Yeah, they've
1: got Matt LaFleur as the OC. Now, obviously, Vrabel is the head coach. And LaFleur was the understudy to McVay here in Los Angeles. And LaFleur, I've known him all the way back to his college days. Really, really sharp mind. And I think he's gonna, you're going to see a very fun and exciting brand of offense from the Titans. Uh, I'm a big Mariota guy. They have a ton of weapons on offense, honestly. Uh, but they're a wild card. They're stacked at every level, both offensively and defensively. But they're not crazy above average anywhere. I loved them last year. I really did. I thought they were going to win the division last year.
0: They did make the playoffs. I mean, think about that comeback in Kansas City in the wild card. Oh, it was unbelievable. And, you know, you talk about the Texans staying healthy. That's that's the whole question in Indianapolis. The whole question is, what is Andrew Locke? And one thing that's going to be tough for him, look at their early schedule. They face a lot of good defensive teams. They face the Bengals. They face the Eagles. They face the Texans. They even face my football team, the Jets, and they face the Patriots. I, I don't think we're going to see the old Andrew Luck.
1: What they did was they they used the first of, I think, three draft. They draft Quentin Nelson. They got a couple of guards in the draft, so they're right. trying to fortify that offensive line. Here's the one thing I'll say, Evan. They, if you watch Luck, now it could be, right. could be trying to protect him a little bit. It almost looks like he's shot-putting the ball. Yeah, We haven't seen him stretch the field at all. Not once in the preseason. Can he? They say he's doing it in practice, but we have not seen evidence. I think it's a major issue, and I think it's just as much psychological as it is physical. I don't think he's ever going to be the same. Which is crazy, because they've never had a ton of talent around him, and when he plays, they win 10 games, and when he doesn't, they don't. Well, that's just fact. See, here's the thing. I think he'll play most... Most of the season. I don't know how we can say that though. I just. I don't. don't know. Know. I don't know. I don't know if he's
0: going to play or if he's not going to play. I don't think they win ten games even if he does play every game because I don't think he's going to be the
1: same guy. Though I am curious about Jacoby Brissett because I think he's looked impressive at times. So oh, oh, definitely. I mean, there's no chance they trade him. I think Brissett's a legit starter. So we both agree, Houston, and then I, so it's between Jacksonville and Tennessee. It sounds like you like Tennessee even a little bit more Here, than Jacksonville. Here's what I got. You ready? All right. 12-4
0: for the Texans, tied for the best record in the AFC with the New England Patriots. Right.
1: 8-8 for Jacksonville, 7-9 for Tennessee, 6-10 for Indianapolis. You ready for the wise guy projections on who wins that division? Yeah. Six out of 10 times, Jacksonville.
0: No, and I get that. I mean, I get, look, look what they did last
1: year. They went into
0: Pittsburgh. They beat the Steelers. They, they should have beaten the Patriots. I mean, that was bad coaching. I mean, honestly, I give Doug Marone credit for everything they did with that Jacksonville team last year, him and Coughlin. But they he coached that game, especially at the end of the first half, as if he
1: was afraid. Coach scared.
0: Yeah, you got to be more aggressive.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you on the Texans. I think that could be a complete wild card in the AFC, which, by the way, is wide open. Now, here's
0: the team I like in the AFC West. Here's the team I like to I know who it is. So Everybody, I, it's
1: the Chargers.
0: Is that really everybody's pick?
1: Listen, that was my pick last year. Uh, Only issue I have there is uh, Hunter Henry, tight end, done. Huge loss. And then Verrett, Jason Verrett, the defensive back. That Those are two big – they've been snake bitten over the past couple of years by injuries, and those are two big losses by the Chargers. But honestly, Gordon and Allen and Mike Williams, Mike fully Williams. healthy. Yes. I mean, I absolutely love this team. The bookends on defense, Ingram's just as good as Bosa. Joey Bosa and Ingram, I mean, is there a combo better than that? I agree. I love the Chargers this year.
0: Yeah, I do, too. I, I hate to, to pick something everybody's falling in love with. I shouldn't with.
1: have said everybody, but...
0: You know what, though? Here's the problem. Here's why I'm picking the Chargers. Because I couldn't talk myself in to, A, believing that John Gruden's recreating the magic, especially when right out of the gate, they can't figure out a way to get their best defensive
1: player in that freaking locker room Oakland's right a four-win team. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. Oh, Oakland. Four L- wins? L- 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 Hold on now. Hold on now. First off, there's no excuses for the Chargers this year. Second year in L.A. They were transitioning last year. Anthony Lynn, second year head coach. There are no excuses. 15 years deep for Rivers. I agree with you there. Oakland, you've got a 27-year-old, probably the third, second, third best defender in football. Defensive player of the year. Three-time pro bowler. And has made it clear he wants to be a Raider for the rest of his career. And today we found out Donald's getting 22 per. There is a 0% chance, bro. A 0% chance Khalil Mack is not traded. He is going to be traded because Gruden doesn't want to pay him. And I think it's stupid. And their defense is horrific. I think it's stupid that they don't want
0: to handle things with Khalil Mack because I think when you have an elite player, you take care of an elite player. I do not think, though, they're – I think they're an eight- or nine-win team. I think they're going to compete for that division. Okay, fine, five wins. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm telling got, you, I Oakland's not going to gonna be very
1: – Their total in Vegas is eight, so you're you're right there on the yeah, net. Yeah, I'm right there. I think Amari Cooper's going to have a big bounce back here. He was garbage last year. Couldn't catch anything. No, I know. I, I don't think he'll be they've that bad. added. They've added a bunch of vets, obviously, Jordy Nelson, but they've also added two tight end sets and a fullback. Good luck with that. <laughs> and their they're starting running back is Marshawn Lynch and his backup is Doug Martin. I mean, I'll tell you, about, you yeah. know what? You know the wild card. Eric Berry back on defense, but look at Kansas City, okay? It it just literally falls down to Mahomes. They've got Spencer Ware coming back. Remember, the reason that rookie and Kareem Hunt got the position last year because Spencer Ware got injured, he's back. They add Sammy Watkins, obviously Tyreek Hill. Kelsey's one of the best passers. He gets separation like crazy from the tight end position. They could, they got a good offensive line. Kansas City, based on what happens with Mahomes, and you know what's crazy about Mahomes? They gave up two first rounders when Alex Smith then went out and had. Best passer rating in football. Best year of his career. Best year of his career. He was
0: an MVP candidate.
1: That, that's why I'm afraid of Kansas City. It's
0: not about anything other than being nervous about this quarterback. We don't know what this guy is because he has a big, sexy arm. We don't know. I mean, is him and Tyreek Hill going to have this great combo? I have a Sammy Watkins, who they brought in. I just don't know. Watkins don't... is
1: overrated, too. Oh, He's always yeah. been overrated. Yeah.
0: Always. That's why I hesitate about them, and that's why I think the Broncos are going to finish in last place. Give me place. win totals. All right, 10 for San Diego, 9 for Oakland, 7 for Kansas City, 5 for Denver. I think the Broncos are going to be awful because, again, you talk about the quarterback position. You know, Pat Shermer should get the check from Case Keenum. I mean, was Case Keenum all that good? He had one good year. And the Broncos pay him like they think he's their franchise quarterback. Good luck with that. Yeah, not. Kelly will be starting before you know him. Yeah,
1: I agree. I think Denver's a five-win team. I agree. I think Chargers win 11, somewhere. Yeah, 10, 11, 12, somewhere in there. And I think Oakland's going to be bad. Four, five, six wins.
0: So here are my playoff teams. You ready?
1: hmm The
0: Patriots winning the East. The Steelers winning the North. The Texans winning the South. The Chargers winning the West. My two card teams, the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm going to take three teams out three of the East. Three teams AFC from the North. North. Indeed. And I'm just going to pull the trigger. The Patriots are going to win the AFC.
1: (laughs) Let's go to the NFC. All right. So, uh, okay. This NFC East is just... I think you could point to the East and North as the two most balanced divisions in football. It's
0: incredibly balanced. Yeah, two of the most... Balance. You could argue, and I don't think you could do this in the North as much, but I think you could do this in the NFC East. I think you can make an argument for any of these teams to win. Well, you
1: should make an argument because every single year, different teams, a few years ago, Washington, last yep. year, Philadelphia, two years ago, Dallas, excuse me, two years ago, the Giants, or two, three years ago, I mean, that, every year it's rotated. I think the Redskins are going to win the division. I love nuts. you know what? I love that, bro. I love that prediction. I like the Redskins this year. Their defensive front's all Alabama. I like that. Yeah, and that the key is gonna be either they gotta stop the run better. They were terrible at that last
0: year. But number one, they had a lot of injuries. And I think that affected them because they I think they got off to a pretty decent start defensively, and then it just crumbled once the injuries started to pile up on the defensive line. But we just talked about Alex Smith. The guy, the guy had an MVP year last year, and as far as I'm concerned, forget age for a second, he's
1: better than Kirk Cousins. They upgraded mm, I themselves. I disagree. Why? Because I just think Cousins is underrated, but I will tell you why I like your prediction. One, the Darius Geis injury kills them because they have a very good offensive line, obviously one of the best left tackles in football. That's why I won't kill him. Okay, they have the best... Separation tight end. If Jordan Reed is healthy, there's nobody better. He's got to stay healthy, but yes. He, he never stays healthy. Doxon, completely unknown. Will he step up in his third year? Jamison Crowder, Crowder's a stud, so we know that. But it's, as far as a possession guy, I'm worried about their running backs because when you start grasping for Adrian Peterson, it's an issue. Fat Rob Kelly's not going to get it done. Neither is Samajay Piron. Why can't Samaj it? He's done? fine. He's a, he's a <laughs> three and a half. Guy. He's a three point eight four yard a pop guy. He's not that good. That's my breakout guy for them. They okay, beat. I like your prediction though because I think Philly. Listen, when's the last time a team went back to back in the NFL? Do you know the? You know the answer? The Patriots. Oh four oh five. Damn right. I think Philadelphia. 0-3-0-4. But technically, I mean January oh four oh five. I'm, I'm being me. picky. I think I'm Philadelphia being... has a big issue. And the name is Carson Wentz. He's he hasn't even been cleared. The idea that you people think he's going to play in Week One next Thursday is ludicrous. I don't think he comes back till Week Three. I, I also think it's very difficult
0: when when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. It was the biggest thing to ever happen to the city of Philadelphia, and I think that everything that's gone on with winning a championship in that town makes it even more difficult to repeat. I, I really do, and. I think that's going to be a part of the challenge that they face, along with the challenge being how competitive this division is. I mean, the Giants are going to be a lot better than the three-win team they were a year ago. The Cowboys are better defensively, and they should have Ezekiel Elliott for a full season. So I think the division's competitiveness is going to make it tough. But I went Redskins, and I think a part of why I went Redskins is that it's kind of what you said at the top, that it feels as if it's different every single
1: year. And I don't think the Eagles are going to repeat. I think the Giants are Better? I think you can argue the Giants could win 10 games and not even blink it. I think that's that's not a crazy they could, turnaround for this. They, team. Could.
0: They, they, they need a lot of things to go right. I'm still concerned. Can they get to the quarterback? The depth of their secondary? Is this offensive line significantly better? I think it is. I think the offensive line will answer that question. And that's why I have the Giants making a jump to eight wins. But I think eight wins in this division. You know, you're in a race. I don't think anybody's winning 12 games. I don't think anybody's winning 13 games. You know, it's
1: interesting because Dax won 22 games in two years. He's a little underrated, but he doesn't have anybody to throw the ball to. Witten's in the booth, and, you know, I, I just – there's nobody to throw the ball to. I think their defense is better. I think this is a ridiculously competitive division.
0: Yeah, I have the Cowboys uh, pulling up the rear. I have them winning so six give me, games. So
1: give me your totals. Washington
0: 10-6, and six, Eagles 9-7, and seven, Giants 8-8, eight and eight, Cowboys 6-10. and 10. Okay, I don't hate that. Yeah, and I, I think that the Cowboys, the Cowboy receivers are concerning. I think for a fantasy owner, it makes you love Ezekiel Elliott even more. And this Michael Gallup, the rookie wide receiver, will probably step up and become their number one because Terrence Williams is a number has one to. receiver.
1: Yeah, Cole Gallup Beasley. has to. Uh, the NFC North. Oh, boy. So I guess we should, disclaimer, I'm a Detroit Lions fan. Yeah. One playoff win since 57. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And you know what? I have to tell you. I wrote down the quote. I don't know if I have it in front of me, but I wrote down the quote. This guy that's covered the Lions for years and years for the Detroit Free Press said it was the most uninspiring preseason he's ever covered. I am not a Patricia guy. What does that mean, though, uninspiring? I know. Preseason. Again, how much credit do we give? It's so funny. We always say, well, how much credit do you put into the preseason? Well, I'll tell you this. Philadelphia's first team hasn't scored a touchdown all preseason. Yeah. I don't know if you say anything about that, but it's something. And Detroit's defense has looked awful. Like a scout said, there was an anonymous scout that said, if you have Matthew Stafford, you're going to win eight games. That's why he's a great quarterback. Right. That team, I, I was high on that team, and then I'm just reading the tea leaves through the OTAs and through training camp, I'm not big on them. But go ahead. I interrupted you. No, I, I, I wrestled with the fact that the Minnesota Vikings have an elite defense,
0: right? We all know that. We all know the talent that At they have. At every level. On every level. They are fantastic. They have a better defense than any team in that division. By far, we, we get that. We understand that. I respect Kirk Cousins. I don't think Kirk Cousins stinks by any stretch. When I said earlier, I think Alex Smith is better, I don't mean that as disrespect to Kirk Cousins. I mean more to the compliment of Alex Smith, who I think has been very underrated. But, and you'll notice this when I got to the Rams, there are teams from last year, and the Eagles are certainly an example of it, that I just don't think will be as good. I, I just... I. And there's no – it's tough to argue it because the Vikings on paper, bro, are a Super Bowl contender. But I think that Aaron Rodgers playing 16 games, and I'm taking the leap of faith he's going to play 16 games, all of a sudden make the Packers look a little bit different in that division. You know, you talk about a quarterback adding wins to a team. Aaron Rodgers plays, you have to think the Packers at minimum are a 10-win team.
1: I will say Minnesota's offense, Dalvin Cook comes back. He got hurt in that Detroit game last year, and he was going off early in the season. I think their offense is going to be a little bit better with Cousins. I truly believe that. I, do, I think it's Minnesota's division. I really do. On paper, you're right. On paper, you're right.
0: But I don't want to do it. So I'm taking the Green Bay Packers to win uh, the division and Yeah, win you know games.
1: what? But that's it. Dude, you just did, whatever. No, you did no, what you're going to do every year. No, I didn't. And you said the Patriots because, and you're saying Green Bay because. No, 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 no. The Minnesota
0: Vikings should be the favorite to win this division. So how am I doing anything because?
1: You know what I mean? No, but it is the same rhetoric. It's the same theory. You know why? The same narrative no, 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 no. With Green Bay. But
0: it's. But here's the thing, bro. If you have the best quarterback on the freaking planet, yeah, he's pretty good. Well, let me ask you this. Let's go through
1: the last seven years of Aaron Rodgers. What are the results? Yeah, game by game basis, you could probably. I mean, there's an argument. He's more. I mean, better than Favre. There's oh. an argument you could, you know, game by game, not hold totality on, hold on, hold on. of his career. Rodgers, I'd say he's
0: the best. I just pulled this up. Let's go through this, all right? That oh boy. 2011, 15 and one, okay? Next year, 11 and five. Year after that, I think he got hurt, but they won the division anyway and went 8, 7 and one. Year after that, 12 and four. Year after that, 10 and six. Vikings actually won the division that year. I think that's when they blew the game against the Seahawks on that missed field goal by Blair Walsh. Uh, 10 and six, and then last year, 7 and nine, Rodgers is hurt. So, the proof is in the pudding. The, the Vikings can win the division with a healthy Aaron Rodgers. They did it
1: three times. Well, that's ago. nice of you to concede they can well, win. Well, they the can because they with have. Maybe the most talented roster in
0: football. I understand that, but my point is every season Aaron Rodgers plays and is healthy, look what the results are. And the crazy home field advantage. That is legit. Yes! So, I think the Vikings have a better defense than the Green Bay Packers. I think the Vikings have a better running game than the Green Bay Packers. I think Rodgers is a monstrous factor. And it's not easy to say that. And I'll tell you why, bro. I think most people are picking the Vikings to win. The oh, division. you're right.
1: No, that's fair. So, you have the Packers. How many wins?
0: Ten wins.
1: And I think you should say, Evan, I give you credit. You're going out on okay, a limb. Congr- no, you know what? It's, it's your podcast. You're the man. <laughs> so then you, So, that means you have the Vikings 9-7. No, I have them eight and eight. I don't you even. Have the I don't even know why. Okay, can I we? I, we need to, some sort of side bet here. I'm going to yeah. take it. Jets not going to college because they are not going eight and eight. <laughs> what are they going? Twelve and four. <laughs> I mean, I think they're an eleven win team. I got to be honest. I think this is one of those. I hope you're honest. I'm always honest. It's your podcast. I know. I like to say that though, and
0: the problem is, I should stop saying I got to be honest because it because it infers
1: means... that you're probably going to say something dishonest. Yeah, it
0: implies that you're lying or something. Um. I think sometimes with the NFL, and I remember having this discussion with you years ago at a bar where I said, the great thing
1: about the NFL is you have no freaking idea.
0: Things, sometimes things don't make sense. It's an eight-and-eight eight league.
1: Yeah. You want to call it parity or competitive balance, it's an eight-and-eight eight league, and then plus one, plus two either way. Right,
0: So, so, so I, and I admit this. I think my Viking prediction is more, I can't give you great reasons because on paper, they're the best team. On paper, they're probably the best team in the conference, uh, besides the Rams, maybe they're the second best. No,
1: the, the NFC. I've never seen a conference this heavy. When you're talking about obviously Green Bay, Minnesota, Atlanta, Carolina, New New Orleans, you the Rams keep going on and on. That is a loaded conference. Yeah, and I and I think I'm just giving Green Bay the edge because of the quarterback. Okay, but this you. is my this is my question for you. Go ahead, Detroit. Yeah, how many
0: wins? Well, here, the problem I have with the Detroit Lions right now is that – I and it's connected.
1: I think that the Chicago Bears are going to be really, really improved. Their defense yes. was not even sneaky good last year. It was just really good it last year. It was really good, and
0: now you bring in Matt Nagy, and now I can see it being similar to what happened with Jared Goff last year with the Rams, where you bring in an offensive Agreed. mind, and you just see major, major progress. They have a running game. I mean, Jordan Howard's a legitimate running back. Tariq Cohen can catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, they actually gave receivers to this guy, which is a huge help. I mean, they actually put a lot of talent around them. So I, I think why I end up making the Lions as mediocre as they are is, well, if I think all of these teams are good, well, where are the wins and the losses coming from? And I think the Chicago Bears improved themselves to win seven games. And I kind of have that Ly- the
1: Lions in the same territory where there are Six, seven, seven wins. Yeah. Yeah, six, seven wins. I agree. So you have Green Bay, 10. Minnesota 8, you've got Chicago a 6, and then you've got Detroit a 6 or a 7. I
0: went Green Bay 10, Minnesota 8, and then both Chicago and Detroit winning 7 games. Let's go south. Now, what is the easy pick? Because I'm curious if what I'm about to say is the obvious one or going out on a limb. I
1: think there's a lot of momentum with Ridley and what Atlanta... I think Atlanta, uh, that season last year, coming off the Super Bowl, was a little bit slept on. Sarkeesian's first year... Uh, offense wasn't – I mean, especially in the red zone, Atlanta's offense was trifling. Uh, And Julio Jones, by the way, just didn't score last year. Caught a ton of balls, just didn't score. I think Atlanta is – it's not even – it's impossible to say a sleeper, but I think it's a giant, which is waiting to bust out. But that is a ridiculous division. They are a giant getting ready to bust out. And you know what the Atlanta Falcons did very,
0: very quietly last year? Because – you know, you come off winning the NFC championship. You come off the collapse that they had. And so if you don't win 13 games and get back there, it's a disappointment. Here's what they did, bro. The defense is legitimately defense good. Is very legit. And it felt as if the year before. I was hot on the Falcons going into the playoffs two years ago. I actually got that prediction right. That they were going to go on a run and get to the Super Bowl. And part of the reason why I thought that at the time was quietly. Their defense was playing better. They still didn't statistically have a great defense, but you could see it coming together, and I think that was one of the catalysts that got them there. Last year, overall, whatever metric you want to look at, they had a really good defense, bro, that I think is only going to get better. Now, I haven't even said a word about the fact that all of their offensive weapons led by the quarterback,
1: like you just said. Sanu, Jones, Ridley, the running back. I mean, they're just ridiculously stacked on offense. Yeah,
0: and you've got a lot of really good players that didn't have good years last year. Devontae Freeman did not have a great year. Julio Jones did not have a great year. The quarterback did not have a great year. I think a lot of it is probably just getting used to the new offense. I think the offense looks more like the offense from two years ago. And the defense... Continues to I take think that your step. point
1: about the defense, whether it's Beasley or Jarrett or Deion Jones, who is a, just a freakish linebacker, or Trufant, I think their defense could be other – and, again, it's a defensive coach. So as long as the offense does what they need to do, which should be otherworldly now in the second year in that offense, I, Atlanta could be a 12-13 win team. That's where I got them. 12 wins, they're winning the NFC South. Okay. So then here's my – now, I'll be very interested because obviously it comes down to Carolina or New Orleans – and I, people are predicting New Orleans takes a step back because defensively they're not going to be as good as they were last year. I, I don't know about that. And Carolina, for some reason, they just wake up and win 10 games. They just do. They wake up and win yeah, 10 games. Yeah, and you know what's scary about New Orleans now? The fact they got a running
0: game. The fact that you know we saw Alvin Kamara bust out last year.
1: Ingram is solid. So it's not all about well, the he's aging quarterback. too. No, I know, but he's not suspended forever. No, that's fair. I, and Michael Thomas is maybe, you know how it's I said only the four. four games, right, for
0: Ingram? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you
1: know how I said the four receivers, whether it's Jones or uh, Beckham or the, the next level, Thomas could start that next level. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He's a freak. They have a very special offense. And I don't even worry about Drew Brees' age. I think it's similar to Tom Brady where I think he seems younger than yeah. Brady. Yeah.
0: I think he honestly
1: does. uh, I mean, he is two years younger, but I think almost, you know, if you equate the ages, I think he kind of has a more youthful thing about him. We don't talk about Breeze enough being 39, and, I mean, he looks as good as he did 10 years ago. But it helps
0: him out now that he's not asked to do as much
1: as he he doesn't take a lot of hits.
0: Right, he doesn't take a lot of hits, and now he's got a hell of a running game. And... You know, the more I thought about it with the Bridgewater trade, they that was a really good move because if, God forbid, something did happen to him, he did take a hit, I love Teddy. I really well, he's do. He's the future. Yeah,
1: he's the future. Yeah. They traded him to be the future. He's 25 years old. I think the
0: Panthers are going to be awful. Their offensive line is a complete mess, and Cam Newton – I don't know if he gets through a full season, especially with that line and the way he plays. And Christian McCaffrey just seems to be a guy <laughs> you know that everybody loves. People are wants. jockeying
1: McCaffrey this year. Yeah, you know why? You know why? Oh, I know why. Do you know why? Is it because his name's Christian? Uh, or is no. it because he's white?
0: I think it's because he's white, honestly. Be. <laughs> because he's a white running back. It could be. <laughs> but he's not that good. The, look, the one thing that he's good
1: about him is that they target him a lot in the
0: passing game. But is he ever going to be... He's broken off a nice
1: couple of runs during the preseason, where he shows that breakaway speed that he had in college. But I don't think he's that guy in the pros. I agree. No, but he's everybody's fantasy darling for some reason. Yeah, so I agree with you. I think it comes down to Atlanta or New Orleans. But I think Atlanta. I think Atlanta should end up in the Super Bowl. If Dude, we're all being honest, what are you doing to me? That's okay, so, my freak. Okay, so twelve. <laughs> okay, so let's go back. Twelve wins yeah. for Atlanta. Then you have New Orleans at what? Nine. Then you have Carolina. Six. And you have Tampa Bay. Four and 12. Yeah, they're not going to be very good.
0: Nah, nah. I mean, Winston's good, even though he may not be the greatest
1: guy in the world. The four-game
0: suspension's a big hit, I just don't think Actually, when he health. came
1: back from that injury last year, that four-game stretch, he was actually maybe the best in his career, but I agree. He's not very – Cutter gets fired. Put your money down if you want to bet on the first coach being fired. He's going to yeah, get fired. Yeah, they're going to be a mess. I-, I tried to talk myself out of the Rams, and I'll tell you why I tried
0: because the Rams have the making of a bust, even though they're probably not going to be a bust. And the reason I say that is, remember when the Philadelphia Eagles had the dream team, the Vince Young-dubbed dream yep. team that they had? There's a lot of that with this team. You know, a lot of it in that they go out and they trade for Brandon Cooks. They go out and they sign Dama Kong Su. They go out and they get a keep to leap, They go out and they get Marcus Peters. You know what I mean? Like, Do you see what I'm talking about? The
1: they already had a really good team. Last also, you year. know what's different? There's expectations this year. Now, Huge. one thing I will tell you: McVeigh here in Los Angeles. I mean, the reason they got Sue, the reason they got Peters and Talib is because they believe not on the field, they believe off the field. McVeigh can handle anything, but they're going all in because they have that rookie window with Golf. I get it. Cooks I get it. Sue Sue's a rental. One year he's going to play his balls off. Peters, Talib could be a one-year rental. But again, second-year expectations. If the Rams won four games last year, people would have been like, okay, it's not Jeff Fisher. It, this, to me, getting Donald re-signed next to Sue on that defensive front, that could be crazy. They don't have any linebackers. The Giants have their linebacker. But I, the Goff repeat doing what he did, I just believe in McVay. If you watch the Rams, bro, there's always somebody open. There's always somebody open. It's no, almost uncanny. No. It,
0: that's why I couldn't talk myself into it. Because, number one, the talent on this defense. I mean... Their corners are Marcus Peters, Akeem Talib. They even brought in old Sam Shields. Like they just ha- and the defensive line. I mean, th- thank God they they ro- uh, locked it up with Aaron Donald, bro. Because they're paying everybody in the world, well, but they're not. You not could paying argue. Aaron you
1: could argue Marcus Peters was the best player on Kansas City last year. Think yeah. about that. You and could ar- argue it. Now he's and now he's a Ram.
0: Now he, he was insane last year, and I think that's going to be a part of the challenge of making sure he doesn't just lose his mind and goes insane, but. You know, here's the thing that I like about Sean McVay. He's got good people around him. Wade Phillips knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. And I think that was really important
1: last year. Yeah, I agree.
0: I mean, I could see the quarterback taking a step back. It's cool when
1: you can just, as a kid, he's 33, 32 years old. It's cool when you can leave one unit completely alone, and that's what he did with the defense last year. Remember the pictures of him on the iPad looking down at the iPad while the defense is out there. I think only having to focus on an offense that is completely loaded, Gurley broke out last year, NFL Offensive Player of the Year. They have—Cooks, to me, is very underrated, and I think McVay is going to—Cooks taking the top off of defense is going to be very interesting. I, I think the Rams—I'm glad you didn't talk yourself out of them in the West. No, I, I can't. I'm curious if you have them over 11 wins. Yeah, I do. I have them at 12 wins.
0: They're really good, man. I mean, I just—like I just, I, I, like I said earlier— there are teams from last year you think are going to just come back to earth. They're not as good. But I think the Rams reinforce themselves enough. And the only thing that concerns me is I could see the quarterback taking a step back. But, okay, fine. He's got the best running back in the planet to hand the ball yeah, to Yeah, I think McVeigh
1: is – I think he mitigates that. I think McVeigh. you give him anybody, and I think he makes him good. Now, I'll be curious in the West to see who you have in second.
0: I, you know, I think I'm going to surprise you here. I think I'm going to surprise you. I am not – Going as nuts about the Niners as everybody else is. Me neither. Right? I, the love affair with Jimmy Garoppolo, the love affair with this Niner team, I don't see it. I'm going to give Pete Carroll credit, and even though on paper.
1: <laughs> They're terrible.
0: I, I understand that. I'm, go, I'm, I'm pulling one out of my ass here. I'm going to go a little nuts here. Oh, the offensive line is still not that good. Oh, who's he throwing the football to? Tyler Lockett? I get all that. I have a feeling that this defense is going to be a lot better than people think. Even though it's not the Legion of Doom defense, I think they're going to finish in second place. I think they're going to finish ahead of the Niners. I think they're going to finish ahead of the
1: Cardinals. I think they're going to be a nine-win team. See, I I think think Arizona's defense (laughs) a nine-win team. I I think think Arizona. I think Arizona's defense is going to be. Absolutely ridiculous this year. Now, the preseason is whatever, but Wilkes has had, they're turning everybody over in the preseason. I think the defense, Arizona's defense was great last year. I think they're better this year. I think Arizona's defense is going to be really, really good. Now, offensively, I don't think they have much losing uh, Ayupati or whatever his name is up front. And... You know, the thing about Bradford is, if you if Bradford plays, he's going to complete 70% of his passes. Now, they're going to be dinks and dunks, but he's going to complete 70%. It's just that he's going to see an x-ray at some point, so Rosen's going to play. That's going to be the real big X factor on how good they're going to be. I would be
0: stunned if Sam Bradford got through a full season. But, you know, David Johnson being healthy is going to be huge. I mean, that was a horrible thing for fantasy owners and for the world that he got hurt as early as he did last year. Sam Bradford, you're right, though. When he plays, he very is good. as efficient as anybody. He's very good, yeah. But I don't think he's going to play. I don't think he's going to play. Now, I love Larry Fitzgerald. You talk about a guy that everybody forgets about every single year. Yeah, he's old. He's not as good. Look at his numbers every single year. Yeah, but he
1: was gaining about eight yards of catch last year. I, I understand. mean, he, he had a billion catches, but he wasn't stretching anything. I, well, look, he's not going to do that at, the, at his age, but he's still catching, what, 80 yeah, that's balls fair. a year? I just think they're def- I think Arizona's defense is going to be ridiculous. So where do you have them? Well, you tell me. Well, I'll tell you where I have them. Okay, so hold on, hold on. Wait now. You have the Rams at 12. That's right. You have Seattle at 9. You have Arizona what? I have San Francisco at 8 and Arizona at 7. Okay.
0: I think the Seattle pick is one of those things where either a few months from now you're going to say, boy, I don't know what the hell you were thinking. You're such a moron. Or you're going to say, man, you really got lucky with that one.
1: (laughs) How many great – name the great quarterbacks in the league right now. Ready? Name the great. I'm talking. Uh, how do great. we define? Just, great. just, just say top of Tom line. Brady. Okay. Aaron Rodgers. Right. Drew Brees. Right. Roethlisberger. Ah, uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Ro- I think Russell Wilson. And then Russell great. Wilson, and yeah. I think that's it.
0: Yeah, great's a tough word. Because, I think I was trying
1: to get to you saying Russell Wilson, because I think Russell Wilson is other Well, that's part of the part of why I have him winning nine games. I mean,
0: I'm partial to the really good if you have a really good quarterback in this league, you kind of alluded to it with
1: Matthew Stafford, that's who's right. not a great quarterback. No, no, no. He definitely is. But if you a Thank great you. quarterback, you're oh, not a great he, he, he hasn't had a running, ga- a running game in 10 years.
0: Not- you will this year. Carry on, Johnson, baby. <laughs> and LeGarrette
1: Blunt. <laughs> Forget LeGarrette Blunt. He's good. <laughs> He's 57 years old. Abdullah. Come on. There's plenty
0: there. Amir Abdullah. He's going to be cut by the time I post this thing. All right. Settle down. So I got the Falcons out of the NFC. I mean, I, you alluded to it. I felt like you stole my thunder a little bit, but I'm going to go. First time, last time. I'm going with a trend here. Okay. Now, I didn't do a podcast for this, but. A few months ago, the baseball season started, and I did the exact same thing. I held myself accountable, and I wrote down my baseball predictions. And the final result is still intact, bro. It can still happen. <laughs> I did it. Let's go back two years and recreate the World Series. So my prediction this year is a Cubby Indian World Series, which I'm actually feeling pretty Ugh, good about.
1: That's gross. Why though? is it gross? I just don't care about that matchup. Oh God! Two historic franchises. Don't care. No. A rematch that from that a
0: classic from two years ago.
1: I mean, it's a off topic, but I don't think your boy Judge is playing this year.
0: That has nothing to do with anything. Fair I don't enough. Have to to the World Series.
1: Fair enough. I just wanted to go off on a rant about that. It's pain tolerance. Deal with it, Judge. Okay, so let's go back to this. You have So then you have a rematch of two years ago.
0: (laughs) That's right. That's exactly what I'm getting at. Yeah. And this time, the Patriots are stupid. No, I'm kidding. I don't know what's going to happen in the Super Bowl. I don't like to make a championship pick. I like to make a pick of what it's going to be. So I'm going to go
1: Atlanta-New England-Super Bowl, the rematch from two years ago. And you have this written down in pen and you're going to store it no patrick
0: patrick no you are incorrect about this here's how i have it written down i have it written down on my ipad saved in a document and what i'm going to do and i do this every year is i'm going to take a picture of the document and i'm going to tweet it
1: well that's important
0: it's so there's an official record
1: (laughs) of it so important you do it every year i i I cringe because you're my best friend but whenever it's posted i'm just like oh he did it again
0: well why not you want to, now, hear some,
1: want to want to play a fun game before we sign off? I would love to. I opened up my documents.
0: What year would you like to go back to? Okay, okay, okay. Did?
1: No, this is actually not bad. <laughs> Let's go back to 2011. I didn't go back that far up with okay, this page. Okay, okay, fine. Here's Let's what go. I have. I'll tell you what. Go what I 14 have. at least.
0: 14 Major League Baseball predictions. You want to hear that one? Sure. Uh, I have 14 NBA predictions. All right. Oh, I have 13 NFL predictions. Right. I'm missing 14 in the NFL. I have 13 NFL. I have 16 NFL. I've got 17 NFL. I don't know why I'm missing a few. What do you want? 14 baseball, you said? Yeah, give me 14 baseball, and let's see how it went. No, no. Let's do 15 baseball, because that was the year the Mets won the pennant. Let's see how I did there. Okay, fair enough. Mets-Royals World Series. You ready? I had a World Series between the Dodgers and the Mariners. (laughs) I did have the Mets the – me- the year the Mets won the World Series, I had them winning 86 games. That's and, not bad. And not making the playoffs. That's not
1: bad. Yeah. That's way off. Oh, my God. So how do you feel about the 2018 headed to 19 NFL Evan Roberts predictions? How do I feel about that? Yeah, how do you feel? Like, are you going into this feeling good? Again, <sighs> let me ask you this. Do you know how many repeat playoff teams from last year from two years ago? Twelve teams make the playoffs. 12 last year. How many were the same teams from two years ago? That's a great question. How many Um, teams that made the playoffs this past year? If I had to guess without even thinking about it, I'd have to say the answer was about five. Four. Okay. Close. So it's an eight and eight turnover league. There's going to be eight new teams in the playoffs this year, hypothetically. I mean, if you go by basic trends. Right, 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 right.
0: And I think I, I, if I think about how yeah, I, don't I just went about I think terrible this, as
1: far as mixing it up a little bit. No, because
0: I have the Ravens and Bengals getting in.
1: Right. I have new. the Texans getting in.
0: And the Chargers getting in. So of the six AFC teams, I've got
1: four new teams getting in. That's right. In the NFC, I got the Redskins getting in. Packers getting in that didn't. The Redskins getting in that didn't. That's right. So really just them. Wait, so then four, five, six. You got six new teams. That's right. Yeah, that's not bad.
0: Okay. So I'm right on pace with that.
1: I'm right on pace. Can I tell you the, the, the grossest predictions I think you made? Go ahead. Seattle? I think Seattle at nine wins is... I think it's worth coming on this podcast on a Friday night as a single man just to hear you say nine wins Seattle. I think that's fun. I was reading a lot of hype about how this defense is going to be a lot better than people think, and
0: Pete Carroll's going to show what kind of great coach he is. I'm buying into it. But a part of it, you know what a part of it is? And maybe I put too much stock in this with these predictions. I look at divisions, and I look at, hey, you're playing That's fair. six games against these guys. I, I'm not as high on Arizona as you are. I'm not high on San Francisco. And, yeah, I figure the Rams are going to beat everybody up. So I kind of look at the level of your division as being a factor on how many wins you're going to end up getting. Who's better than you, bro? Uh, quite a few people. Well, you know who's better than me? You, because you joined me on this very special edition of the Evan Roberts podcast. How'd you, name the sh- how'd
1: you name the podcast? I, I, you know, it was tough. Did you and Sylvia sit down and really brainstorm <laughs> yeah. and throw some ideas around?
0: Well, you know how it started, bro? I'm going to tell you how it started. Please. Uh, initially, the idea was I only wanted to do podcasts as instant reactions to things that happened in sports because sometimes my feeling instantly after it happens is very different than the next day at 10 a.m. Love it. And so I've done that a lot. Um, at times, I pick my spots with it. But then I started thinking i like to do other stuff, like pro wrestling. You You did it with McCain passing. I did it. I wanted to give my thoughts on the great Senator McCain. Because you know what? You love America. I love America. I love war heroes. And I love McCain. McCain got me into politics. His campaign, I mean, He's I, tremendous. I'm going to repeat what I basically said last time, but his campaign in 2000 was what got me into politics. So, yeah, things like that. And what's in a name, Patrick? Don't you think it's cliched if
1: I came up with a name? I do. I love the fact that you just kept it simple. Yeah. True or false, you and I went on a road trip and went to James Garf- Garfield Museum in Cleveland, Ohio. That's right. Yeah, and then after that, before that, we went to where? Gettysburg. That's right. Yeah, and you buried your dead cat, Freedom. <laughs> I did not bury my cat. I spread her Ashes sprinkled her sprinkled ashes. Sprinkled it. That's what I did. <laughs> may or may not have cried, but it's all good. We're friends. Hey, if anybody
0: got through the hour plus of this podcast, they were rewarded by finding out that I sprinkled
1: the ashes of my cat on the battlefield of Gettysburg. Thank you for having me on the Evan Roberts podcast.
0: Patrick, it's been an honor. You can listen to him on Mad Dog Radio, one yeah. of my dearest for, for
1: now, because he'll, he'll, he'll be off on bigger and better things
0: before <laughs> you know it. Thank God.
1: Oh, thank the Lord. But thank you very much for coming on. Who's better than you?
0: You are. This has been another edition of the Evan Roberts Podcast. Goodbye, everybody.